Welcome to No Cartridge After Dark. Uh, I'm here again with Liv, like usual. Hello, Liv. Hello. Hello, Trevor. Thank you for inviting me on. <laughs> Thanks for being our guest parade for a record straight tenth show. Um, uh, I've been on more After Darks than you now. Yeah, it's true. You actually have been, which is uh, remarkable and terrifying because it means you could definitely, I think, by the way of, um, as like... Um, corporate rules go you could uh you could overrule me and take yeah, over I'm the show now. In. which is cool to me because i think you do a good job oh thank you no yeah um well anyway uh we're gonna be doing our question and answer thing today but what i'm gonna mention i'm gonna mention this online um and i also thought we we could probably just say it up top too um, we're going to start uh, trying to get uh, some input from the audience as well. So if you're liking these and you want to ask me or Liv some questions that we will, uh, of course, uh, be looking through, you, uh, we're probably not going to, you know, take your question on uh, our feet or whatever. I guess you can ask about my feet. Probably You can ask about that. my feet, too. I'm okay. Fair. All right. Yeah, well, that's a dangerous free. thing to open up to the audience. Um, but I admire your uh, commitment to... Uh, I admire your commitment to this. And gaming jur- I admire your uh. commitment to <laughs> ethics and gaming journalism. That is what I admire. You're right. Um, but yeah, so you can you can ask Olivia about her feet, I guess, um, which is really good news for those I mean, of you like, in the audience who have just been asking incessantly about updates. Yeah, um, you can finally like clear out your request DM. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Live feet? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark. <laughs> Listen, it's please suspicious stop. that you haven't commented on Liv's feet yet. <laughs> People are What's just going like, on what, there? What are you trying to hide? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not like advertise this as like, I want you to ask about my feet. But like, I won't, I probably won't block you. Okay, well, I mean, I think that's, that's a good way of putting it. You probably won't block them yeah. if they ask. Okay, and, I mean, that is assuming also you ask these questions answer. nicely. Yes. Yeah, okay, so that's the other thing. Probably we, won't answer. We may not answer the questions. But the thing is, if um you know, if you ask, we'll we'll we may answer some of them, and that is uh, very enticing to people and to understand. So um uh, please uh, email in. Uh you can email me uh, at the uh, email address in my bio or uh no cartridge audio at gmail dot com and I will be able to to read them and tell you uh yay or nay on on air. Um but Liv, uh, that's not for today. Uh, today we are asking each other questions again. So I'm really excited to hear your questions. Um, I hope you are uh, patient with mine. And uh, and yeah, but how, how have you been? Anything new? Anything fun? Um, up to work. I'm up to work. I'm working mm. my, um, as before mentioned, beautiful, lovely boyfriend from Australia is coming in next week. And it's... Um, one of my most anticipated life events of all time. And so like Aww. I'm uh, floating on air and <laughs> life's good. It's great that Tony Abbott is finally visiting. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all happy to see Tony in the States. <laughs> Tony here for the 4th of July. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> we love, we love to see it folks. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, that's going to be really cool. Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait for that for you. And um, and yeah, I'm, uh, things are things are pretty much the normal way they always are here. Uh, not particularly, uh, you know, over the top exciting, but fairly satisfying. Um, yeah, I mean, two beautiful children, a lovely wife. What else? What else could you ask for besides uh, stable employment? Yeah, seven hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I don't need that much, I guess. I am. Um, I'm currently on air. I don't know if I can say this. If the, the police will get mad at me, I, they they won't because it's legal. Um, but what what I'm doing? But uh, You're I am. Yeah, I, I am barefoot actually, but uh, <laughs> not in the way that, that would make anyone upset. Um, <laughs> I um, I'm drinking uh, for the first time this uh, CBD um, uh, ginger beer I bought. Um, and while it is very good ginger beer, I can't say that um, I'm particularly feeling any sort of um, effects of it. So I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn on whether or not there is anything to this CBD business. Well, I yes, I also like I'm not sure if there's anything to it, but like some people report it, and I 
and I don't know if it's that some people have like experience a benefit from CBD. Like they're like sensitive to it in a way that it helps them or if it's a placebo and I truly don't care. Like if it helps people, I don't care if it's uh, a placebo. I, yeah, that's I think my the, position too. The only thing about it that's upsetting is whenever like, where was I like in Austin or probably in New York too. Um, stuff getting like upsold like five dollars like a smoothie with cbd oil in it and then sure. it's like five dollars more expensive like that seems ridiculous to me but i don't actually care if people do it like that's their prerogative but uh it seems yeah, my, not prudent yeah i'm not i'm not uh i'm not against it by any means i think it's i think i mean as as i have said uh previously uh when when talking about this with uh with my wife who, who i previously mentioned on air um <laughs> I don't really care if it works or not because I like uh, I also like ginger beer very much. And oh so yeah, a, ginger beer rules. Yeah, it's very good and a nice dark and stormy is great. Although I did not make a dark and stormy, I don't have um, I don't have any um, any uh, Other dark ingredients. Rum. You just have ginger yeah, beer. I just have ginger beer. <laughs> you need dark rum or spiced rum in order to make a dark and stormy. I only have the uh, whatever this is the stormy, I guess. Um, so. You know, it's okay. Uh, I'm not too disappointed. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's good. We'll see if I get uh, much more relaxed as the podcast goes on. Um, but uh, right now you're very stressed out, and you're I'm hoping, super stressed out. I am bouncing <laughs> off the walls. Soon. I am freaking out. Um, no, I'm, I'm okay. Um, but I did want to ask you a question, Liv. Yeah, please. Uh, speaking of relaxation, I promise, actually, you know, the funny thing is, and, and you'll believe me because uh, I've never been able to do anything successfully before, uh, so why would I start <laughs> now? Uh, I did not intend this, actually. I um, this, is, this is purely coincidental that this came up, but speaking of relaxation, I was mm-hmm. wondering, um, I don't know if you took uh, many vacations or anything as a, as a kid, so I wanted to ask just uh, your entire life. What is the most sort of like satisfying vacation you've been on? And I'm not going to limit it to relaxation because I know some people don't uh, get satisfaction out of relaxed vacations. Um, yeah, I don't know how to relax. That's not happening at all. Uh, is that true? No, well, I don't know how to relax. Like anything that like people think is relaxing. Like if I do that, my mind, like anything where you're supposed to clear your mind, my mind, like an absence of other stimulus, like just works overload to like create stuff hmm so i don't ever relax <laughs> okay all right um you sound like uh that sounds a lot like how Kristen operates too and i i i feel very bad for that uh for for you both of you because um there's nothing i like more than to relax uh, you feel like you can clear like there's stuff you can do and your mind clears um i don't know about that but i definitely like you know, this is one of the reasons I really enjoy sleep is because I'll just lay down and um, I'll feel like there's just going to be a moment where I'm not thinking about anything. And like sometimes I would say I would say like a lot of times vacations are like sort of uh, non unconscious sleep to me in that way. Mm. Like it's just pleasant. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. My, even sleeping like my mind has to be working until the moment like I can't stay awake and the way that I've like treated this more um like I know this about myself and like I don't think it's like good to like be looking at your phone until the moment you fall asleep and like I know that I shouldn't be looking at my phone like an hour before I plan to go to sleep so the way I've been doing it lately is like trying to listen to an audiobook while I go to sleep because I like hearing stuff um and I think partially it's like living alone like it's um that I don't I have like a job where I'm talking to people all day and then like I come home and there's like nothing. And so like, I think it's hard to like balance those things out. And I like hearing people talking while I go to sleep or some sort of white noise that isn't like, I have like a white noise machine and it doesn't work for me. I just like started thinking about other things and like, so I'd rather be thinking about something someone else is telling me than like being able to like create my own anxiety. So like, I like listening to audiobooks while I fall asleep. Hmm. No, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I guess for me, this isn't the question I asked, but I find it really interesting. For me, like, 
the one thing that is very true about me is I've never had any trouble falling asleep, like ever. It's just something. That's I'm, beautiful. That's really beautiful. It it has it has its upsides and downsides. I'll say, like um, I definitely I definitely one of those people who like uh, you know you see standing up on like a train asleep. Like, mm. That's definitely the kind of person I am, and it uh, it does not always come in handy in the way you may expect. Um, yeah. I can see that. One of those, like, uh, you know, here but for the, here but for the, well, not here but for the grace of God, but, like, you know, don't pity me, I'm already, that's also not it. Careful what you wish for. That's what I'm looking for here. I'm looking for careful what you wish for, that classic line. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, it's it's, it's a weird thing. Like, it's just, um, I've just never had a very hard time going to sleep. And it's it's something I'm very grateful for. I mean, honestly, you know, I joke around, but I am very grateful for it. I know how difficult it can be um, to deal with that. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, no, I just, I can relax in bed very easily. Um, but have you ever had a vacation? I mean, so so you you would probably yes. prefer a busy vacation. Yes, absolutely. Like I don't know um, that there's that I've tried to really relax on any vacation. Um, yeah, I don't seek that out at all um, because I have like so limited uh, time off from work that it's like mm. I would, I want to see new things every time I'm off. Probably the the most satisfying one was the first time I took like a long road trip by myself, which was to Nashville to stay with uh, one of my best friends from high school, which was year before last, I think. Cool. And it was, yeah, it was like the first long time that I had taken an extended road trip in Nashville from here is like maybe only like nine hours. Like it's not that bad. Um, it's still like a fairly nine, long trip, hours. especially if you've never done it before. Yeah. Um, and it was in October and like, I, I truly had no idea like how beautiful Tennessee was in autumn. Um, and just like being able to take that trip by myself. And like, it was a time where in my life when I wasn't like maybe having the best time personally. Um, and so just being able to like kind of revisit, I think that's like my favorite thing is whenever I take a road trip by myself and I'm able to spend time with myself and remember that I like I do like myself and mm-hmm. um, my whole life isn't spent just in um, in respect to other people and like how they see me and that like I like being by myself and like I, I look back on like all the things I've done and like how I've progressed and I, I think I'm cool like <laughs> you know <laughs> I think I'm cool like yeah. um, I think that I've I came out of like a situation where I didn't have to be the person I am today and I think it's cool that it, like I was able to do that and it's like not like thinking I'm cool like how I am now like I don't think I'm like <laughs> I don't think of myself as like cool or a better person than anyone but it's more like the my youth like I'm I'm proud of I think I talked about this last time. Like, I'm proud of, like, the child that was able to, like, get through this. And, like, it feels yeah. separate from myself. Um, yeah. So, like. That's cool. Um, I like spending time with myself. So, I like taking long road trips. And then uh, whenever I went to Chicago earlier this year, I obviously took a very long road trip because I drove from South Louisiana to Chicago in a day during yeah, that's a uh, real, that's <laughs> the a Chicago really Polar long Vortex. road trip. <laughs> I'm not sure if I ever talked about this. This is the only thing I'll say about Chicago because I could like talk about it forever. We should but, just like, have an extra. We just have a one about Chicago <laughs> that only the Chicago people will want to listen to because it'll yeah. just be us being like, do you guys know about Chicago? It's great. <laughs> it's so good. Well, honestly, I didn't know how great Chicago was. Like, I, I love Chicago. It's like the most beautiful city. And like, it just it blows my mind how beautiful it is because I never really thought of it that way um but anyway i the only thing i'll talk about this road trip is that it's like a i don't even remember how long it is like it might be took like 15 14 or 15 hours like with breaks um but i always keep my air conditioning in my car on like recycled air um like i just like never take in fresh air like i don't know why i don't know Mm. anything about cars that's just like how it's set um (laughs) but i drove straight from lafayette um (laughs) where i live i truly know nothing about cars um and i drove to chicago and whenever i entered illinois it the 
like as I was driving, I went from like the eighties in Louisiana, um, seventies, eighties in Louisiana in, in January. This was, no, this was, yeah, yeah this was January, okay. uh, end of January, early February. Um, it was like already in the seventies, eighties in Louisiana. And I drove all the way with recycled air. And like, as I was entering Illinois, like the temperature dropped below freezing and <laughs> all of a sudden, like the inside of my windows, like start freezing everywhere. Yeah, um, that'll because, happen. <laughs> Cause the air is so humid in Louisiana. And like, I just never even considered the fact that, um, the wet air inside of my car was going to freeze on the windows. And like, I was just like <laughs> shivering in my car. Like I had no idea what's getting into. It's like, it's kind of scary looking back on, but, uh, um, I don't know. I, I switched from like my regular shoes to like hiking boots whenever I stopped in St. Louis. Um, and so I was like kind of better dressed. That's good. Um, that's crucial. You want to, you want to be able to be dressed for the weather in Chicago. It was actually like uh, this, like post-apocalyptic, like movie looking scenario where I see these like fingers of frost, (laughs) like moving across my windshield and moving across my windows. Like I've never, um, and I, I, I mentioned this on Twitter, but obviously I don't think I've ever mentioned it on um, a no cartridge that I was like pulled over whenever I first got into Illinois from in Springfield. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I got pulled over because uh, there was a policeman in the median and he thought that I like was exiting too quickly and, and saw that I had an out of state plate. And um, and he was like, you're not in trouble or anything. I would, this is just usually a place where like drug smugglers get off. And I thought that you were, you were getting off because you saw me. And I was like, no. And he's like, why are your windows frozen? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know why my windows are frozen. Please. <laughs> like this is, I Help. don't know. <laughs> Help. But he, he did not care. He got me, uh, it was my first time being in sub-zero weather. And I was just like shaking because I got pulled over for no reason. And, Aww. Oh, had to no. sit in a car with a canine and yeah. Was the canine really nice? Um, I didn't interact with it. I was, this was truly like a horror scenario to me where I was like <laughs> going into sub-zero weather. My car was freezing over. I got pulled over for no reason because he thought I might be suspicious. And oh, that's so, that's so bad. Chicago cops are, um, and like, he was like, I why did know. he, he was like asking why I pulled over. I was like, well, I needed gas and I wanted to get gas before I got to Chicago. And he was like, Chicago's still hours away. And I was like, I have been driving from South Louisiana. Like <laughs> I'm almost <laughs> in Chicago. Please just let me go. Oh. <laughs> anyway. So that's, it, uh, that's not my, mo- well, but that's considered really your best vacation. <laughs> I loved Chicago. Yeah. 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 That was um, probably like my Nashville one was like the first time I got to experience that. But it was like where Mm -hmm. I learned that I loved like driving by myself. That's cool. And I think a lot of that was because um, it was really my first time being on my own because I went from like, um, uh, I don't know if this is like taking this answer too long, but like I went from like living at home with my parents in high school to like being in a dorm to like then moving in with like my boyfriend and so like after I broke up with my ex-boyfriend um I really had my first time alone forever whenever like for the first time whenever I was like 20 22 no 23 yeah um, and so like I I really got to like learn who I was for the first time at like 23 and 24 whenever I actually got to spend time alone with myself that's great yeah I can so, see why you liked it so much and Nashville's beautiful, and I'm going again in uh, like two weeks for like July Fourth. I'm going to Tennessee. Does our friend Kurt live in? Kurt is from Memphis. Yes, Kurt. Uh, Kurt, a uh, famous friend of the show, Kurt is from Memphis, and I think at, I will at be Octave. See, at uh, is it at Octave? No, I think his display name is at Octave or is Octave. I think his at is Kurt O. Franklin. Ah. Okay. Um, but I think I will be seeing him in Memphis for July Fourth. Yes. Amazing. Well, Kurt is the most patriotic person we know, so it will be very good. I think if I had to, like, imagine an American man, like the quintessential American man, like it would be Kurt. Kurt is... I'm forcing you to imagine an American man. (laughs) 
I mean, can you like? Isn't Kurt? Kurt is very, very much. An Kurt American. is very <laughs> represented in media overall. <laughs> I would say Kurt is representative of the American male. Yes, I mean, he's sort of like square jawed. He's a he's a nice guy. He's a he seems very confident. Um, I don't know if he would agree that he's very confident, but he seems very confident. Yeah, uh, friend of the show, Kurt. Lovely, lovely man uh, who is um, uh, perfectly Great. American. <laughs> um, well, cool. No, that's great. I, I, I like he's that. Like, I, he's the Mary Poppins of the U.S. Like, I think he's like the, the he perfect is. in nearly every way. Practically uh, perfect in every way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, except he uh, he won't admit that he was Nero in Devil May Cry 5, which makes him uh, slightly imperfect. Yeah, he won't get us the hook up there. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, no, I like that. That's really cool. I um, All of my answers are, like, I like going to Maine. Um, that's where my family goes. And it, we don't get to rent, like, super fancy places. It sounds very, very, you know, kind of bunk port, but it's not really that. Um, we just kind of, um, my grandmother rents a house and we all stay up there. And it's really great. Um, but, uh you know, I like it because it's extremely relaxing. Like we, we do nothing. Um, and that's my kind of vacation. But, uh, you, you're, you're a little like Kristen in this way where like, I think you need, it sounds like you need stuff to happen, mm-hmm. which is reasonable. It's just, well, uh, it, I think it's never been, it's never been my position. Like I loved my trip to Nashville, but really like the thing that I liked about it was that I got to drive and be alone for the first time. And so like, maybe that's important to me. I got to like hmm. listen to music that's what I do whenever I drive. Like I, I really can't like, I listen to audiobooks on the way to and from work. Um, but whenever okay. I take long drives, I have to listen to music and I like that, like looking at the scenery and listening to music things. So I, I do like that alone thing, but I kind of have to be doing something like, at least I have to actively be driving, but I can't like lay on the beach and relax or anything like that. Yeah. Okay. I mean that that is also yeah. I I actually have a hard time laying on the beach and relaxing, but it's because um, uh, I get sunburned because I'm very white. <laughs> I, I am extremely white. <laughs> I get sunburned. Podcast badly. after dark exclusive. Prem is very white. Extra extra. I am, <laughs> I am very white. Um. No, yeah, it's uh, I, 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 I always admire learning that I admire is the wrong word. I always appreciate learning uh, new things that people uh, people like value that that aren't me. Like, I, I just like knowing that there are people who totally see the world differently and totally see like the things that um, they enjoy in the world differently than I do. That's very cool to me. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you for that. That was fun to hear. Thank you. Thank you for thinking. Thank you for telling me about Maine. Oh, of course. Always. I love Maine. Maine is a uh, Maine is lovely. Um, if any, you know, I would say if, if you have a chance, uh, head up to Maine at some point, it's, um, it's not as expensive and, cl- and flossy as, as people have made it sound. Um, it is, it is pretty chill and, um, yeah, it they're seems really like nice. a, like a mild Louisiana to me. Like it seems. Yeah. Um, community based and seafood based. That's it is. I mean, it's very, it's a very conservative place. Like I won't lie. Like it's very much like, I don't know how it goes in elections. Uh, If it goes blue or red, I'm not entirely sure, but, um, I mean, for sure it is a, it is a, um, it's a, it's a very red state. Um, but you know, that said it is also, quite nice i mean it's just like it's it's beautiful and the nice thing about it is um you can eat a bunch of lobster um and it's not super expensive but it's very good or you can enjoy some of the fine vegan uh treats uh including (laughs) i'm I'm being serious including um including like the some of the baked goods and stuff like that down there are vegan they are they are getting with the times um yeah no i think i think it's a it's a lovely place uh i would say we go to Booth Bay Harbor, which is, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy it. But um, I have also been to Portland to visit my friend uh, and, and hopefully yours as well, uh, Mark Normandin, who is a lovely, mm-hmm. lovely person. We had him on After Dark, didn't we? Or we were uh, going to? Yes, we did have him on. He, we talked about uh, yard work. 
Yeah, he. You know what? He is actually building a deck right now. Oh my gosh, he's so handy. I yeah, I I can't even imagine. I, you know, p- more power to him because that is not. I I am not at that level of dad. I can't I can't build a deck. I will be hiring someone to build a deck if I if I get to that point. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's um it it was really fun to visit Mark, and it was um. It was absolutely a pleasure to, to see a different part of Maine. I would I would recommend it. I think you guys will definitely, if anyone is interested at all in having a nice time in a seaside town, um, <laughs> I recommend Maine. Um, There's an increasing number of seaside towns in South Louisiana, if you're interested. Is that correct? Uh, I'm just saying, like, the coastline's receding, and so there's more, oh, more oh. actual <laughs> I get it. I get what you're saying. That's a little climate change joke for y'all listening at home. Oh, boy. (laughs) Liv's done it again. (laughs) Got a little topical for a second. I'm sorry. Um, But seriously, folks, climate change is no laughing matter. So why don't you ask me a question before we start talking about climate change? Yes, I think that's a good question. Or a good question. request um so my first question um this is kind of like looking back at past after dark so you've kind of talked about your um pointed interest in um maybe mary jane from spider-man before oh boy Um, (laughs) oh no (laughs) but just like i feel like that's no one remembers that (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that's kind of the extent of how much we've talked about comics so i was curious um, what your favorite comic book shop is? What is your uh, local comic book shop in your um, over your lifespan? Like, what's what's the home shop? Cool. Yeah. No, I love that question. Um, my uh, my my shop of choice is um, it's actually a place called uh, you know almost stereotypically enough, but it is is truly a lovely shop. Um, is um, a place called uh, Cyborg One, um, which is I a place. Let's say it was like Excalibur or something. <laughs> yeah, it's a little better than. <laughs> I will say it's a little better than Excalibur, <laughs> for sure. But um, no, uh, Cyborg One's great. It's a um, it's a place in in Doylestown, um, Pennsylvania. Uh, the guy who runs it, uh, uh, James. Um, I haven't seen him in a while. I haven't I haven't uh, bought comics in in a, in a while. But um, uh, just the nicest guy um was one of the employees when i started going there and eventually uh bought it from the owner who was kind of i would i would say he's sort of an absentee owner um in many ways but um he uh james basically uh took the place on as a um as a, a really i don't know interesting project and he made it the sort of comic book store he would feel comfortable with like you know, like if you were a dad or whatever, sending his, like having his kids go to like any any time there was some you know jerk in in the store who uh, was being sexist or was being like um, crude or whatever, like uh, James would always stop them and basically try and make it like a good place for anyone to go to, which I always thought was very cool. Um, comic book stores can be like a super toxic place for people who aren't white men, and like that often happens because. Uh, the owner ha- doesn't have any real concerns for uh, making it better, and uh, that that James was willing to do that um, was cool. Uh, it was it was really refreshing to me that he was just like, "Hey, don't don't like, don't be sexist in my store or whatever." Um, and he's just like he's a nice guy, always always a good friend. So yeah, Cyborg One in Doylestown. If you haven't, um, definitely check it out. It is a it it is an, a welcome. It was an opening. Uh, it is a welcome place for, uh, I'd say for anyone who, like, has felt unwelcome at comic book stores before. Hmm. Um, how about, do you, have you ever bought, have you ever bought, uh, um, comic books, Liv? Are you a comic book person? <laughs> yes, I've bought comic books. Before. You've bought comic books before? I had no yeah, idea. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't read too many, like, superhero comics, which I feel like is, like, a lot of what you've read before. Yeah, I've I mean, yes read... and no. I liked indie stuff, too. It would just be, like, it would yeah. It, I would I would always go back to superhero comics, and I think I'm I'm kind of well and truly uh, exhausted by them by this point. So I I'm with you. 
I think probably the first thing I read was like Watchmen, which mm-hmm. doesn't seem like the place to start. It seems like you're supposed to start somewhere else and then kind of understand Watchmen. But like, no, I wanted, no, to, you're I wanted good. to read it before the movie came out. Um, but most of what I've read is like indie comics, and like I don't read too much superhero. I've read like the Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye, and I've read like the new Miss Marvel with Kamala Khan and. Um, but my store, I don't know that I really have a store. Like we have like a small closet like store here. And then like there's a shop that I've been to in New Orleans, but like it's, it's fine. I don't really feel anything from it, mm-hmm. but I really like Austin books and comics in Austin, Texas, which Austin is, has some amazing comic book stores. It's, it's really, it's like overwhelming to be in. Like, I just want to like spend all day there, but I, I buy like a ton of indie comics every time I go or like graphic novels or whatever. I don't really read too many comics until like they're like bound in volumes. Like I don't keep up with anything issue by issue. Um, right now I'm mostly keeping up with sex criminals and yeah, that's a really popular, I, I don't know a lot about it, but I know it's a super popular comic. Yeah, that's people seem to good. really like it. I'm kind of keeping up with I'm keeping up with like Motor Crush, okay. which is cool, and I I'll keep up with Blackbird. Like I read the first issue of Blackbird, which is like an art that has an artist that I really like on it, um, and I'll keep up with that once it comes out in volumes. And yeah, I guess usually I pick up like uh, graphic novels and stuff whenever I'm there because it's it's a lot to deal with like i don't keep up with like tv shows either like having to keep up with things um oh yeah what a nightmare keeping up with tv shows is just like truly truly terrifying to me yeah and with comics i don't really have to worry about things like being spoiled or whatever but it's just like i want to kind of read stuff in chunks um and like read stuff kind of like all the way through and otherwise I feel like I have to refresh myself and I I I truly don't reread that much stuff anymore now that I'm older. I used to reread stuff all the time as a kid, but like thinking about spending the time to reread a book or even comics seems crazy to me now because there's so many things I haven't read. Mm. Yeah, I mean it 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 is I, I feel like I used to want to read everything and then when I got to I don't know, at a certain point, I got to, like, I, I was at Cyborg One one time, like, because I would always go there when um, I came back from uh, Chicago. Like, I would when, when we were visiting uh, family, I would always go there, and it would be really fun, and I would, you know, see James and stop in and stuff. And it would always be, it would always basically, like, be a problem. Like, it would be an imposition on everyone that I was going, <laughs> like, it was, you know, mm. in the middle of all the stuff we were doing or whatever. It was like, oh, seriously, you're going to go now. Um, but I, I, I never, I never, like, wouldn't do it. I always wanted to, to be there. I always wanted to go and see him and, and see the, see the store. Um, and the one time I was there, like, the last time I was there, I think, I, I had no idea what to buy. I was like, I don't know what is going on in comics. Like, what, what's good? And he was like, oh, just buy this. And he, he had me buy two of the graphic novels of the reboot of Profit, which was an old, um, it's an old, uh, like, um, I forget who wrote it. Um, maybe like some weird comic, uh, studio, like Viz Comics or something like that, Valiant, um, in the nineties. And it used to be this, uh, this comic about a religious superhero, basically like a sort of like Jesus Christ figure. But, uh, the new prophet is this weird sci-fi reimagining of it. It's very strange and very good. It's, it's super, super interesting. Um, and it was cool to be able to just say like, James, what should I read? And he'd be like, Oh, this is cool. Like you'll like this. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like, Oh, I guess I should catch up on the new amazing Spider-Man that just came out in the new, like <laughs> basically the new series that they just put out of amazing Spider-Man. There's a num- yeah. number one, I guess. I have to, and like, you know, not feeling that obligation was very cool. So yeah, I don't know what to read anymore, but I also think I kind of like that. I don't know. Yeah, no, that seems good. Um, I just like pick up whatever looks good. Like I kind of like treat it like a library where I get to like flip through things. Whereas like yeah. a lot of other stores, maybe I feel rushed, but like I feel okay to like look through things. And like sometimes I'll read half of it and be like, "Yep, I like this. I'm gonna buy this," even though I've already read half of this. Like I just want to be able to flip through this again. Right. Um, yeah, and that's that's, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. Um, well, nice. That's great. Yeah, no, that's a good question. I, uh, I think it's really good to find a shop that you like. Um, you know, someone, one of my friends was talking about this, um, on, on Twitter, uh, Cole, who, uh, uh, I believe her public ad is at historian Cole. Um, she's a, she's a Phillies blogger, but she's just like cool to follow. Even if you don't care about the Phillies, um, which many people do not, uh, as it happens, but the, um, you know, she's, she's, she's great. And, uh, one of the things that, um, Cole will often talk about is like, you know, her job is, uh, is in historic, is in historical sort of like preservation and, and like, I think she works at the Liberty Bell Center. Um, but she's, I think professionally trained as a librarian and she loves comics, but she was talking the other day about how it really is like, you know, tough to find a store that is like not completely toxic for women. Mm. Um, and I would say like, if you haven't found a store, um, you know, that, that sucks. And I, I completely understand why that is demoralizing and upsetting. Um, it's like, it's worth it if you can, like, I would say like, if, if you have the wherewithal to, to keep at it, to keep looking, um, it is a super, I don't know. It's a super rewarding thing if you can get there with it. Yeah. And I think that probably awesome books and comics is maybe even famously so you know like more yeah. than other comic book stores. But like every time I, I every time I've gone there, which I guess has been maybe three times because um, I live six hours away from Austin, um, it's been like majority women working, and everyone has been so friendly, and they always have like like LGBTQ like. Uh, stuff highlighted like it's cool it's supposed to be that way um yeah yeah Yeah, i find that really really cool like i i know um friend of the show uh leo kitty um uh, leo uh worked at a comic book store um in her in her previous life before she uh had to had to basically just like watch a baby forever (laughs) which i think like it's probably a, a more enjoyable life for her now although she has another job as well she just tweets and talks about her baby more um, but, uh, Leo, um, Leo worked at a comic shop and, and she she says like, even the, you know, even the owners can be like huge sexist jerks and like the objectification can be really bad. And it's like, it's cool. The comics are going into a place where it's like, you know what? We can actually get there. Like we can actually get to a place where it's not just like some awful, um, I don't know, the nerd, uh, like nerd jerk off contest about like you know who's more hip or whatever in terms of like you know what spider-man have you read and what haven't you read <laughs> i've read none of them and i promise i'm more hip than uh any of them anyone who's, <laughs> you're uh, super hip that. you I, you know i am charlie I xcx am. is asking you to open for her <laughs> she's asking us to open for her. well i mean i'm, I'm just along <laughs> for the ride let's admit it um but yeah no i i think uh i think yeah no it's 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 cool um, so uh, instead of rambling on about what's cool, um, Liv, yeah, I have what's another, your next question? I have another question for you. I was going to say, um, my next question for you is, uh, what is your, um, favorite? And I was going to say the best, but I think that's hard. Like, I don't think that's a very good way of asking this question. So I'm going to change it. What is your favorite mobile game of all time? Oh... <laughs> Twitter? I don't know. No. Don't, what mobile, mobile game have game. you played the most of? What What have you enjoyed the most? I don't think I've played any for You've never than, played a mobile game? More than like a couple hours. I played Hearthstone whenever it first came out on a tablet, but I'd rather play it on my computer. I, I mean, played, that, that counts. Yeah, but I think of it as a computer game. I don't think of it as a mobile game. I played Pokemon Go whenever it first came out for a couple of hours, but I live in South Louisiana and it launched during the summer and my phone overheated immediately. We have um, heard that story. That's a great that's a great yeah, classic live story. That's that seems about right. Uh seems par for the course for Liv. Um and uh, I I definitely don't have any on my phone right now. Okay. I. I don't, All right. I'm no, not, no, that's I'm not fine. A mobile gamer. I don't. Um, I'm trying to think of if I've had anything on my phone. You really don't have to feel bad about it. It's okay. <laughs> I 
I think I've tried. Um, I played like Temple Run whenever I first got my phone. Temple Run's fun. Um, but it like drained my battery, and I wasn't really like. I, I mean, know. perfectly reasonable that you did not want your battery drained by Temple Run. Yeah, I. I don't know. I. Whenever I like need like a couple minutes on my phone, I either look at Twitter or I have ebooks on my phone. Um, I just like there's no time in my life where I'm like, okay, I have a couple of minutes to play a video game and there's anything that really like appeals to me. Um, like for you. So do you ever use here, here's one way. Here's a, a way to ask about it. Do you ever use um, uh, uh, your switch as a mobile thing? Like do you ever do you ever like play <laughs> your switch mobily? As opposed no, to like, it's always docked. I it's always docked on my TV downstairs. I okay. absolutely never. Um, I've, I think I took it off one time whenever I didn't want to, I don't know. I, I, whenever I was first starting to play Nine in the woods, I would like play on my couch, okay. um, with it undocked, which is like where my TV is. And then I was like, I might as well just like play this on the big screen. I don't know why it made sense to me to like play it on a smaller screen first. Um, but no, I've never taken it to bed or anything. And I think that's like a that would be a dangerous habit for me and not good for my sleep at all to bring <laughs> another device to bed. Um, what's, no. I mean, do you, do you think there's like a, is there a reason why you, you, um, you haven't gotten into mobile games? Like, do you think there's something about the way that you game or the way that you enjoy games that is like just not amenable to mobile games? When do people play mobile games? Well, I mean, that's a good question. Um, I guess on their commutes, people will play mobile games. Well, I can't look at my phone during my commute. Well, there you go. Uh, when when else could I have? When else do, could people play mobile games? Uh, when they're wasting time at work, but that's not really how your work. Yeah, works. I don't. I'm not. I don't have time to waste time at work. Um, I don't have time to do that. I don't know. On the beach. <laughs> just don't go to just the kidding! Beach. You just told me that you don't like the beach. <laughs> um, that was actually just a joke because you just said that. The last but, um, time I went to the beach, I did stay inside and play uh, World of Warcraft. So I think that this—that is cool. <laughs> this is all clicking. <laughs> it's all clicking. <laughs> it's making sense. <laughs> My whole life makes sense now. Um, oh, that's wild. No, that's 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 pretty cool. I didn't I, I did not expect that to be uh, the answer, but I, I I really respect that answer. Well, I don't I don't want it to be like respectable. I just like I truly can't think of any any mobile game. Oh, no, I don't mean respectable in that. Like, I respect I respect it. Like, oh, yeah, you're you're legit. I mean, like respected as in like. I respect that you're just like, well, you know, this is just, this is who I am. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah, just I just don't like, me. I don't, I don't play mobile games. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I had a regular Game Boy that I would play in car rides. Um, and then I just like, I didn't keep up with handheld uh, game consoles because my, like, we just didn't have money for them. Um, hmm. We had like on TV consoles. So I think I just never got in the habit of, uh, having a handheld console at all and so like i i don't know i haven't really like played a handheld console since the original game boy really or game boy color no well no that's totally reasonable so i don't know what that's like to be mobile and playing video games well (laughs) when you move to chicago you may find that it's it's you may find that you suddenly have um a bit of uh some time on the train to read um, yeah. So, well, I like reading. Like whenever I was in New York, like I read on the train, and it was so nice. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I think that's one of the things that keeps me from reading is just like the time that it takes, and I always feel like I never have time, and I never make time to read. And whenever I do read, like my mind is wandering about all the other things, like pr- more productive things I could be doing. And so I really like that idea of like being able to read a physical book on the train. So don't put this in my head that I have to play mobile <laughs> games. I'm not gonna play. I will uh, say. Playing, playing a, playing a, uh, playing a, I'm playing a book, reading a book on the train is, is a, is a really delightful pleasure. Um, Mm, mm -hmm. I, I miss so very much, uh, the, the experience of reading on the train. Um, it's one of my, the things I miss most, um, having a commute and reading and sometimes, I mean, sometimes playing games, but mostly reading. 
So what's your favorite mobile game? Um, I don't know. I guess probably if if it's if it's purely like mobile games as in like the classic mobile games. Um I've been enjoying very much uh the um I've really been enjoying this game uh, that I've mentioned on the show a number of times called uh Citus or Citus, which is a rhythm game uh, and it's really really fun to play and I can't I don't play it when I'm out. I'll usually just play it when I'm around the house and just have a phone. Um, and I'm not, like, at my computer. But uh, it is a rhythm game, and it is extremely addicting. And I cannot... Um, if I if I play it too much, it is a real problem. <laughs> mm. I think the last time I did play a, a game on my phone was, like, a couple of years ago. I played a game that was, like, kind of like DDR, but for, like, piano songs. It's like it was kind of like a DDR for your fingers. Yeah, yeah, that might you, we, you might be thinking of Citus then. That's like that's very similar to what it is. Yeah, and so like I don't know, it just seemed bad to me because I kept wanting to do just like one more song, and when I was like in bed, and like that's kind of where I, I need to draw the line. Yeah, I did the one more song a lot. Uh, that was that was definitely something that I was guilty of. Um, so no, I I totally get that. Um, yeah, I mean, I get, I get, I get really, really, really focused on on Citus, and I have to be very careful with it. Otherwise, it's just gonna completely ruin my my life. Um, but I like it a lot. And uh, the other thing I like a lot is um, what's the other game? I, I I oh, I was gonna say what maybe the game that was the most fun for me to play mobile was not really a mobile game. I just brought my laptop on the train because I had to take it to work. And I would play, um, I would play, uh, um, Sunless Sea. Well, yeah, Sunless Sea and, uh, and, but more as a mobile game that I enjoyed. I love Sunless Sea. Sunless Sea is my favorite work game of all time. Um, but, um, no, I would play, uh, Stardew Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played like a stupid amount of Stardew Valley on the train. It just, it just relaxed me and made me very happy. And, uh, that's all I really wanted. That's so nice. Yeah. Um, well, now now I get a question. That was your question. No, no, no. Now I, I get a question. I, I, I oh. consider when you ask me the questions more more enjoyable. So. <laughs> okay, you want to do just like one question each now? Yeah, sure. Already, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We're already um, yeah we're already at forty seven. So I my last question I was can, just another. I can cut a question. I can I, cut one out. I can cut the. What was your What was your We don't have to answer them, but tell me what your cut question was. No, I might use it later. You don't. Uh, that's you don't that's need really to know. boy. You are good at this. <laughs> I'm a um, content creator. There's yeah, well, no content yeah, for free. I'm just I I am I'm just pretending. Um, <laughs> all right, so you can ask you can ask the last question then. Okay. Well, my theme was like comics generally. So, what is like a that. video game for you that has delivered comic book energy um, that you've enjoyed? I have I have an answer for this one, and it's it's like a weird one. Um, and I'm gonna make sure I'm getting the name right, uh, not because it's like super rare or whatever, but I don't want to get the the name wrong. Uh, yeah. Um, so it's, it's like not even a very good it's game. It's Halo. Yeah, it's, it's Halo. Uh, it's this, it's this make weird. Sure I didn't get the name. Halo Combat Evolved? <laughs> Evolved? Um, <laughs> no, it's, um, it's a, a game called Comic Zone, um, which was, uh, this weird game for the Genesis. It's just a, it's a side-scroller beat-em-up. It's nothing like... I mean, the reason why I'm sort of, like, demurring on it is because it's nothing particularly special um, as a game. It just kind of, like, it does comic book stuff. <laughs> There's There are panels that you go through. The whole premise of the thing is you get um, you get transported into a comic book, and you have to, like, make your way out of there. And, um, and so, like, you're ripping your way through panels and stuff like that and beating up, like, villains in the comic. Um, but it's very, very... Uh, <laughs> It's very, very comic book uh, coded in a way that, like, I mean, obviously it is because it's about comic books and you're in a comic book. But it feels so much like playing through a comic book in a way that even like, I don't know, even like games like, you know, the new Batman games or the new Spider-Man games, which make you feel like you're Batman or Spider-Man for sure. um, They still don't feel as like as comic-y as that. Mm hmm. Uh, but that's my answer. How about you? Did you what 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 game have you played that has uh, given you the the feeling of comic books? Oh wow. Um, well, I 
of course, can only talk about like three games ever. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I mean, I think that Bayonetta delivers on this not so much. Very like, true. Maybe not. I mean, it does deliver in the action area of it, but also just like the way that there's like the in between like vignette sequences where you don't have to see the connecting action. Like it'll be like Bayonetta saying something exciting and then it'll cut to another character saying something exciting. You don't ever need to see any of the connecting action and you can fill in the blanks. And I think that it's uh, it's so important to the story for it to feel like full of action whereas like I don't know if I watch it you know like if I see a game like Witcher or something like that it's like they show you every single thing and it's like okay these are these are act these are uh toys these are action figures and it's yeah it doesn't have that imagination component of a video game that I think is still important to me where Bayonetta gets to do that. Also, on the same note, um, I have <laughs> recently ordered Beautiful Joe for the GameCube, and I'm so excited to receive that game. We have finally, talked about this, yes. Finally play it through for the first time, because I played it on the demo disc on my GameCube so many times as a child, and I'm so excited to finally get to actually play the game. It's a really cool game. Beautiful Joe Beautiful Joe is maybe, outside of Comic Zone, my example of a game that has, like, delivers comic books. Yeah, I think I think that it will do that in a way that's more aesthetically similar, whereas Bayonetta, like, I just like that it shows you this, like, fast action and, like, your brain fills in the rest, which I think is what I like more than being shown every single thing and being like, oh, well, that's all that exists to this world. This isn't, you know, a real <laughs> world. If you're shown everything, then, like, yeah, it doesn't feel real to me. People love to feel like they see the totality of a world. Yeah. They love that. World um, building in the modern sense is bad. I'll just go ahead and say that. I expect that the George R. R. Martin from software game will be bad because of that. They, I mean, there's, there's a... sense there's, of world building is... There's Gross. every chance in the world that the George R. R. Martin from Soft Game will be bad. Um, I'm excited for it, but it could very well be bad. And I think one of the reasons, so like this was one of the things that uh, we ended up talking about a lot while we were playing. Uh, Rob and I were playing, and and Andrew talks about it too. Um, but like while we were playing um, uh, Dark Souls Two, like that game really feels cool. And part of the reason is because like the world in it makes like almost no sense as a totality. Like you're mm-hmm. going through it, and you're like. Man, there's so much more going on that I can't see here, and no one's explaining it to me, and it's just yeah. kind of happening. No, I, I do like that. I'm not saying that Dark Souls doesn't deliver in that way. I think that they do deliver in a story sense. It's more the George R. R. Martin sense of world building that I think is uh, not good. Yeah, no, I, I thought you meant that. Like, I was, I was just kind of saying, like, I don't think it's going to. I think they're going to purposely try to avoid that kind of of game because um, Dark Souls fans are weird and uh, yeah. and thought that that was bad. Um, no, which that's is the disappointing. Thing that, that, uh, that I miss out on in Dark Souls is that so much of the the design of it looks so appealing to me, but it's just the gameplay that doesn't appeal to me at all. I think that's fair. I like. I think that's totally fine. Like it's, it is. It is a game that is like, I think is really smart and also extremely specific, um, yeah. to the point that it definitely leaves people out. I don't think it would be unreasonable for them to like reboot it as like a dating sim or something like that. And yeah. I think that that would uh, appeal to everyone. And so I just I expect to see a um, Dark Souls dating sim in the future. I mean, honestly, if there's not one, um, we'll riot. Yeah, it's a tell all from a woman's point of view, scholar of the worst men. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> How long have you been working on that one? <laughs> uh, about three seconds. Oh, that's pretty good. Thank you. I'm. That's all I'm good for. <laughs> <laughs> Please, no one say I said that. That's. Um, well, I think we're at two each. Did you want a last question from me, or do you think that's? Do you think that's good? Um, what it's your call. You feel like? Did you feel like there was a question that summed up everything? Or <sighs> I'm good with um, opening up the floor. Um, at this point, I feel like we've come up with great questions for each other, and hopefully we continue to do that. But I would love to have questions from the beautiful No Cartridge listeners. You know, absolutely sure. same. I will say absolutely same. Oh, uh, can I ask you a mini question? This is not a question that deserves yes. to be asked. Is this a lightning round? 
uh, one quick lightning round. You know my classic, <laughs> my classic thing, the lightning the round. Thing you invented the lightning uh, round. <laughs> um, what's your favorite new internet slang? Oh. And I get, the, you know what? I'm gonna actually open it up a little bit. What is the new? What is the slang you most like to use on the internet? Um, I think that, I think that those that slang carries a. Um, a value to it that I'm not willing to um, maybe transfer to anything that I feel like is like maybe actually part of my socioelect that I don't want to like consider slang that I'm like mm. saying I don't know I've been saying ma a lot lately <laughs> but I don't okay. think that that's like internet slang I think no. that's like part of my socioelect that maybe I don't typically say but like I don't know um internet slang there are some things like where i'll get stuck on like a gif or something like that and i'll think of it for everything and then i can't stop or like but that's basically everything like last weekend i was like i had waltzing matilda stuck in my head and all i could do was post about waltzing matilda because someone in our group chat didn't know that waltzing matilda was a thing yeah, like I like I'm sure that people think that I started talking about Waltzing Matilda. If anyone even cared, because like my boyfriend's Australian, but it was really because someone in our group chat was like, "LOL, isn't this funny? The women's soccer team in Australia is called the Matildas, and apparently it's because there's a song called Waltzing Matilda." And my mind was blown that like yeah. not everyone knew the song Waltzing Matilda. M- mine was still so. was like, "That's a really famous song." <laughs> <laughs> It's like someone being like, "Hey, look the uh, the Americans are named the like the uh, the Uncle Sam, yeah, or I don't like know. the the the, the, the Star Spangles or some the Spangled Stars or something." It's like that's weird, isn't it? Like, no, it's not <laughs> it's, weird. It I totally just, like, makes sense. That was such a part of my childhood. Um, and so then I started listening to Waltzing Matilda. And I was like, "This song is really nice," because like I I listened to it again because I was like. I listened to this like as like a child and so I would listen to like the child version of it and I'll be like I actually don't know what the song is about and so then I looked up what it was about and I was like well that's kind of cool so I listened to like the folk the actual folk versions of it and then I found out there was like claymation versions of it and got into like Australian claymation um and found out that Daniel did claymation and you had to ask him about (laughs) if only um and then like I had to watch obviously the Olympics version of it by that folk singer and then Kylie Minogue did a version of it at the Paralympics um and there's there's so many waltzing Matildas in the world and we can't just listen to just one and you absolutely cannot listen to zero of them waltzing Matilda is a great song I I agree that you cannot listen it. to just zero of them that's true <laughs> not just zero not just one you got to listen to a handful it you reminds get, me uh, oh good a waltz among the experiences it reminds me in many ways of um I like this is a weird a weird way like probably a weird comp but it reminds me in a lot of ways of um um Auld Lang Syne because it's just like it's a song that as I listen to it I'm like this is nice I like this song I could mm-hmm. listen to this song a lot Mhm Well whenever I went to I went to the record store obviously the day maybe the day after this was first mentioned in the group chat cuz I was like I have to have this on vinyl now like I have to listen to Waltzing Matilda like I just get fixated on songs if I if I have them stuck in my head and so I didn't find Waltzing Matilda on vinyl but I did find a record by the Seekers who did record a version of Waltzing Matilda but it's a Australian folk band and then they rebranded into the new seekers which apparently is like a ship of theseus thing where like none of them were actually the original members like they all got replaced wow to the new seekers and they were the people who recorded i'd like to teach the world to sing which is like obviously like that famous oh. coca-cola american kind of song i'd but- like to buy the world of coke the original band was the seekers who are like australian folk singers and i bought a record of them um that had this land is your land on it which i feel like is kind of the american version of waltzing matilda like it's like an unofficial anthem um because that song rules i feel like that more embodies american folk uh and like maybe more of like a anything the closest that i could get to like a patriotism um well, know. yeah, because I mean, it's this land is your land. It's really a um, 
I mean, it's by an avowed socialist. It's sort of, mm-hmm. it's very much a, uh, not not your typical patriotic song, for sure. Yeah, well, I, I feel like it kind of, um, it's kind of like what Americans brand themselves as. Is like, I don't know that people ever say this anymore, but whenever I was a kid, at least, people were like, well, this is a place for everyone. Like, it's a melting pot. Like, everyone's supposed to come here, and, like, there's no um, designated, like, ethnicity or anything i don't know like did you hear that as a kid like that yes. it was supposed to be for everyone um and so like i feel like that song gets at that um whereas like any other american patriotism song like gets more into like the bald eagles crying uh, military heavy kind of patriotism why are bald eagles um, so sad all the time i don't know i don't know why they're always crying but um i don't know Seems a little strange to me it's also probably they're crying because their eggshells are so fragile because of climate change. Oh, but that's, uh, that's right. There's oh. nothing we can do about that. Unfortunately, not. They'll just all have to. <laughs> they're just all going to have to die. Um, More eagles. They um. Did you know? I know facts about bald eagles because Tilly really likes the uh, the wild Kratz, which is. I thought uh, you were going to say because she really likes the Philadelphia Eagles, but no one likes them. So like, keep going. Um. Uh, <laughs> Just ignore it. <laughs> but, uh, You're stronger no, than this. <laughs> I can get past this. Um, but the, uh, no, Wild it's... Rats. Uh, the Zaboomafu people have rebranded into uh, people for the for the new generation. Yeah, basically, it's like, it's like a, it's a cartoon featuring those, those two guys. Um, mm-hmm. And like, they're, it, it basically like the idea is in the cartoon, they have powers to, you know, like... Um, take on animal powers and stuff like it's 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 fun i mean it's very it's fun but it's interesting that they recentered it from a lemur from an animal centered show into a human centered show and i you know like if i wasn't going to say that that's like a metaphor for anything but if you wanted to say it was a metaphor for something and maybe um <laughs> you know how much i hate metaphors uh, <laughs> or similes i don't even want to like oh let's not let's not open this up again uh, <laughs> no i it's actually i will say uh, to their credit, they do a decent job of, like, it, it really, I mean, it is about them, and, like, clearly um, they were told to make it about them. Like, it was, it's it's mm. kind of, it, it, it reads sort of like a, like a, you know, the kids are not going to want to watch this show unless it's about, like, you guys and in the show you are superheroes, uh, effectively. But, like, I will say also that they do a good job of basically making the show about the animals. Like there's always an animal focus and you learn a lot about them. And if Tilly's any indication, you retain a lot about them. But um, anyway, uh, they're also good for being like just very much a, uh, a show about conservation and, and, and that kind of stuff. Like they're just, they're just very cool. Um, but anyway, uh, that said, um, they also are, um, they instruct people on uh, on bald eagles, and in this in this episode that Tilly watched, um, they they informed me uh, and I guess her that uh, bald eagles um, have the largest nest of any uh, bird, which I did not know, and the reason for that is because they uh, never leave their nest; they never move; they just build onto it and make it bigger. They're the gamers of birds. They are. They actually, they really are. Uh, the, their nests have like a, uh, their nests have a, um, like a, an, a fan and a cooling system in it. Um, they've overclocked their nests. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's fantastic. It's a, it's very cool uh, to know about this kind of stuff. So, um, anyway, um, yeah, I think that's good. So, uh, I think that's Liv, good. I think that's good. So, Liv, uh, where can what, what should people be looking for from you? Um, they should be looking for um, new no cartridges from me. Uh, yes. <laughs> you can find yes. me on Patch Notes. Apparently, I'm a Patch Notes regular now. Yes, um, you, no, you bring a, a lot to Patch Notes. It's important to have you on. There. Maybe a new music interview coming up soon. I'm very Ooh. excited about. Um, I'm really, really excited about that, and so I can't wait till that happens. But that should be within the next week. Uh, expect to start seeing something from that at least. And That'll be cool. That's it. I will be very happy. I will be uh, in in bliss with <laughs> my boyfriend. <laughs> so I will be very happy. Just imagine me very happy 
whatever I'm doing. Is that is that your request for the audience is just to imagine imagine you very happy? If you think of me, if you think of me, imagine that I'm very happy because I will be. (laughs) If you think of me, imagine that I'm very happy is my favorite poem by uh, by John Donne. (laughs) Not waving, but very happy. (laughs) I will not be saying hello to you, but I promise I'm very happy. Not waving, but very happy. (laughs) Um, Well, excellent. Wonderful. Um, Okay, everyone. Well, uh, please subscribe for more of these. Um, As I've started just saying today, uh, the goal at this point for Patreon and and spread the word is to get to $3,500 a month so I can start doing this full time and then make it even better. Um, So everyone start, you know, pushing your friends to subscribe so they can hear all of Liv's good stuff and, and so they can tolerate mine. Yeah. Uh, And uh, yeah, thanks everyone for listening. Good night. Good night.